yes. Feels like a holiday. A President's Day at John Curley's Sherry Elliker Show. Starring Sherry Elliker and Martin Van Buren. Uh, uh, James Buchanan. Oh, sorry. I McKinley. I, okay. You want to stick with that? Chris gave yeah. us other ones, but um, Vanna oh, White yeah, was yeah, one well, of them. Hold on. Vanna White? Yeah. Vanna White is still alive. Uh, Smokey Robinson was the other one he said. With those smoky blue eyes? Check. This always comes as bad news because most of the people that he's <laughs> mentioning are past and he starts mixing in some live ones. It's, it's a it's a it's actually a curse to co host with Sherry is what you're suggesting. <laughs> yes, it's just yeah, exactly. Here she comes now. Oh, there she is. Hello. I <laughs> Hello? I'd like William Howard Taft. <laughs> All the rest are gonna have to wait in the green room diving in. <laughs> Taffy Taff. Mm-hmm. Tip a canoe and Tyler, too. All right. It's President's Day. We'll be making obscure references to presidents throughout the uh, day because this is the absolute most meaningless holidays of all holidays. Was supposed to be, wasn't it supposed to be originally George Washington's birthday? Then yes. Jefferson got involved. Then they combined them all. Now we celebrate all of them, right? Every one of them. That's not fair. It's not right. Well, I mean, I think uh, it's, I don't know. I mean, they all need to be celebrated a little bit, don't you think? No, not at all. Why? Well, it's a pretty big achievement to become the president of the United States. I understand. You could be Joe Biden. You could uh, campaign from your basement. But these people are public servants. These people work for us. The, uh, the we, the governed. That's why even the fact that Washington didn't want to be referred to as president, a whole bunch of other stuff. And most of the sets up that, listen, we're not treating, we don't have a king. We don't need birthdays for these people. We need to celebrate birthdays for them. Let's bring them down a couple of notches. You and your weird love for William Taft. Yeah, I would, I would <laughs> also like to know more that. about why she chose him. <laughs> yeah, no, no, you don't want to get into it. it. It gets into this weird sort of avuncular thing. I don't want to talk about it. Let's, well, let's talk about the you, fact that... If it makes you feel any ahead. better, I will tell you this. Today, as I was traveling back to my house through Old Town, Alexandria, there was this massive parade, which I neglected to... To, to navigate around. I forgot it was happening. And it was not called yeah. the President's Day Parade. It was called the George Washington Parade. So they are sticking okay. with the original holiday theme. How many, and how many people were in the parade? Obviously, you didn't even know what was going on because you ran right into it. But <laughs> was it a big, big parade? It was a big parade. A lot of Boy Scouts and a lot of people in, um, you know, the crazy colonial outfits. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the crazy got, ones. The crazy ones. Yes, with the big hats and the and the knee socks and the the funny shoes. Yeah. Saw a lot of them. There's a lot of Yeah, I just kind of get a feel for it. When you drove by, did you stop and was there a lot of drinking involved because it sounds like you might have participated in that aspect of the Washington Day Parade. Do you have a 
Do you want to sort of confess to having a little grog before the show? There, <laughs> no, I did. I did not. I was in my car. I did not participate. I just had to find a way to get around it. And the way that I went, I was in a staging area. Unfortunately, I got stuck ah. in that. Mm-hmm. So I saw in the parking lot area the hundreds of participants, all in the funny shoes and the funny hats and the knee socks <laughs> and the rest of it. Sherry so that's definitely was, to was it. definitely just in this parade. Yeah. Doesn't want to admit it. <laughs> and yes. yeah, I, I was yeah, Martha Washington. Crazy <laughs> outfits to funny. You got you got, got it out of me. I'm sorry. I, I well, uncle, find, uncle. see if you can find some sound from the parades. Uh, late, we'll play it later on from the George Washington parade on Sherry Street. Um, other things that uh, people are still trying to figure out. How about this? The um, the mandate. So remember, we vax mandate thing. We fired all the people. Um, now Inslee's still holding to it. The whole idea that you get this vaccine and it. I don't know what it does, really nothing at all, but makes the governor feel like he's still in control. So there are a number of legislators, uh, I think um, Reagan Dunn from King County Council, and then there's a guy over here on the east side. He's They're pushing for rehire these people. Two lawmakers in our state go. want the state and local governments to bring back employees fired because they didn't comply with vaccine mandates put in place because of the COVID-19 pandemic. The effort is happening on two levels. King County Council member Reagan Dunn has introduced a motion with the county council that would prioritize the rehiring of county workers that were dismissed. Uh, preferential rehiring for those who were terminated because of the vaccine mandate. Uh, the truth is the governments at all levels need those employees back. Uh, particularly with our emergency uh, and first responders like our law enforcement personnel. At the state level, Republican Representative Chris Corey out of Yakima has introduced a bill that would create hiring preferences for bringing back state workers that were fired and give those workers a chance to catch up on contributions to the state retirement plan. Councilmember Dunn says King County workers who were let go should be made whole. Those employees should be placed back exactly uh, where they left in terms of their seniority as if they were never let go. I think their personal file should be removed of any derogatory information about complying with a vaccine mandate. It's unclear just how much support these efforts will have from Governor Inslee, who strongly backed vaccine mandates for government workers. Dunn's legislation will be heard by the full King County Council where changes could be made. We have 100 deputy vacancies uh, here in King County and crime is at an all-time high. And so what we need are those uh, folks back on the job working hard to keep our community safe. House Bill 1814 is currently in committee in Olympia. Just when it could come up for a vote is not known right now. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think New York City is allowing them to be rehired. Um, they don't get back pay. And they don't have their seniority recognized. So you just get back to the back of the line. The governor who has had COVID twice, who has been vaccinated, um, he's just one of the statistics of the people that have gotten vaccinated but still got COVID or gave COVID to somebody else or got sick from COVID. And now finally, um, but still hold the line. My favorite question in the last three weeks was when Brandy Cruz said, I will quit everything. I will quit podcasting. I will never talk about politics again. I will give it all up. I don't know what she'd end up doing. I'd give it all up, Governor. If you could just answer this one question for me. Do you, do we, if we have that question, that would be great, Jacob. You know where that is. Um, 
she lays it out. Now, so the governor didn't ne- never or hardly ever came on with Dory Monson. Dory passes, and I think about a week later or something, he agrees to come on. He actually called uh, Cairo and said he wanted to come on and talk. He also went on with John Carlson. And I thought, you know, they had a nice discussion, Brandy and the governor, and then she wanted to talk about mandates and vaccines. Laid it all out for him. Basically, you know, put all the cards down, pushed all the chips in and said, I will never talk about politics again. I will stop everything that I do right now to make a living. If you can explain to me how this is rational, your policy is rational. Do you have it, Jacob? But here's what here's where I say. And I, I said on Twitter and this is a good chance for you. Ready? I will I will quit my job and retire full time from political commentary. If you can justify the current state of your vaccine mandate, and let me tell you why. I got the vaccine, Governor, a year and a half ago because I believed it was our path out of the pandemic. When I realized it wasn't, I'd opted not to get the boosters. A year and a half later, that vaccine is no longer protecting me. Yet I can go get a job with the state. But someone who never got the vaccine, who today has the same level of protection as me, which is none, cannot get a job with the state. How does that make sense? What makes sense is for people to get this booster. That's what I can. But it's not mandated. So technically I could get I would meet. I (laughs) I could get hired with the state. Right. But the vaccine is no longer in my body. I hear what you're saying. We have to reach agreements with our state employees. We reached agreement with them. I have to deal as a manager with our unions. We reached an agreement on this. But I really do encourage people to get this booster because it really is important to give you the the protection uh, against serious illness or, or losing your life. And uh, I hope I hope that you will share that scientific information for people. Bum, 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 bum. Ah. Yep. Brandy's still broadcasting, still has hundreds of thousands of people listening to her because she asks questions like that. And you make a living off of uh, elected officials like the governor who can't answer the question. Such a simple question. So simple. The absurdity of the mandates, the absurdity of the vaccine to save us, it all comes to light. And I saw this over the weekend. I talked to a friend of mine, great guy. He wants to attend the University of Washington, Sherry, but he wants to to attend remotely, online, because he doesn't have time, because he spends a lot of time at work, but he wants to better himself, and he's a taxpayer, and he lives in Washington. He wants to take classes from home. He needs to be vaccinated. To take classes remotely from away home. from the rest of the students because he's a registered from home. student. Okay. Yeah. Did he challenge this at all? So he, you would have to challenge the state and you'd have to challenge somebody like Inslee. This also happened. This is happening in Pennsylvania and Philadelphia at Temple and a few other colleges as well. Yeah. So remote students must be vaccinated. And if you lie or try to deceive them in some way, they said that, you know, the penalties would be harsh. What do we know? We know that the vaccine is ineffective when it comes to not stopping transmission. Two, we know that it has evolved so many times now that whatever the booster is, they can't possibly keep up. We also know that St. Anthony Fauci came out over the weekend or on Tuesday or they buried it on Friday, basically saying, yeah, you know, we, the, the, it's really hard to come up with a, a, a virus vaccine and, and you know, the, and, and herd immunity. He starts to recognize herd immunity and the whole thing just like washes away. But we still have Governor Inslee 
pushing for the mandate, keeping it in place, not wanting to rehire anybody. And in the meantime, we don't have enough police, enough fire, enough people plowing the roads. We all suffer because those those geniuses, which is what they are, who have led by science and followed the science, don't want to admit maybe things have changed. It doesn't seem like even even now, even after all of the repercussions, after all the unintended consequences, after all of the things that have happened as a result of this mandate, it's he's just not going to back down. He's not going to be able to do it because it would then set off a complete avalanche of even more criticism in the I told you so category. And so he just right. he won't be able to do it. And you're right. I mean, Fauci came out and wrote in the cell host and my my microbe um, in the in an article in cell host and microbe. I hope you got I hope you got your um, your uh, subscription to that. He wrote mine's that delayed. Vac- mine's delayed. Yeah, vaccines against respiratory viruses generally provide decidedly suboptimal protection against infection. And Lancet comes out with natural immunity, might even have been more powerful than the vaccine. So we had people two years ago saying, I got COVID. I got over COVID. I don't want to take a shot. I don't need a shot. What about my uh, natural immunity? It was recognized in Israel and some other countries as well. But in the United States, no. Had to get the shot. But I already have. I've had COVID. I don't want to inject whatever that is this experimental chemical into my body when my own natural immunity has taken care of me. Don't make me get a shot. Nope. Nope. Can't go into this restaurant. Can't go to work. Can't do this. Can't you're, you are, you're just as bad as everybody else. And now they come out with Lancet and Fauci realizing, eh, all right, it's just, it's nuts. It's just crazy. You know, and Inslee still get boosted. Didn't he get boosted? Didn't he get boosted He's, again and still get COVID yes. like two weeks ago? Yes, he was boosted, sat everything, and he got COVID for the second time. Got proving <laughs> proving Gee, the what? point that it's it's not preventing yeah. anything. And at this point we and I do believe because I was very pro vaccine, um, although I did not get that last booster because I didn't believe anymore that it was necessary or effective. And it had nothing to do with me thinking. And, and un- by the way, hardly testing on anybody. You know that too, right? I mean, they, yes. I don't know how many people they tested the booster on. They didn't test on many. Right. They mostly ahead. tested on, but that's generally how they do vaccines. So that part didn't really worry me. I wasn't worried about the safety of it. I just didn't think it was, mm-hmm. I, I wasn't going to bother with it. And, and I still, knock on wood, have not gotten COVID. But I do think in the beginning there was there was value to getting vaccinated because it did reduce the symptoms and it did re- reduce hospitalizations. But whether or not you know was there enough of a segment of the population that would have gotten very very sick to tip the scales in terms of overpopulation of the hospitals and all of that stuff? Because I think most people mm-hmm. would have gotten vaccinated anyway. So the people that didn't want to. Um, probably could have been left on their own and been okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because most yep. people no, did you get bend it. The will. 
You bend to the will. Right. You bend to the will. Here's the next study I want to see. Prior to the vaccine, how many people, 45 and younger, suffered heart attacks? Because what they're saying is COVID has, COVID, the virus, has increased the number of heart attacks, 45 to 12 or whatever the age they stick in there. So what we know is there was a time where people were getting COVID and there was no vaccine. Did those numbers skyrocket at that point, begin to move up at that point, or did they move up post-vaccine? I know that my my uncle's stepdaughter, I just got this email over the weekend. It is attributed to COVID. They say um, she's, I think, in her 50s. She's had to have a defibrillator uh, put in her chest. She's had to have a pacemaker, all of this, um, and has serious heart complications. And they are saying it was because of an early case of COVID. I don't know. know I don't. I. That's what the. the, She's at Vanderbilt University. That hospital. I don't know. And I don't know her vaccination status. I don't know whether she was vaccinated prior to getting COVID or not, but I do know that that yeah. is a, a personal example that, that I have heard about. I know. I, yep. Yep. Interesting. All right. Again, your favorite president, William Taft. Um, unsure why. And you you accidentally attended a George Washington Day parade. We'll try to keep the, the uh, President's Day theme going throughout the entire show, Sherry. I like that. Good. Okay, fine. Here we go. Oh, wow. <laughs> Presidential music. Great. Oh. Ever been in grade school? You look up there and they'd have George Washington on one side of the blackboard and Thomas Jefferson on the other. They'd have the, mm-hmm. you know, the alphabet to be there. And they had the cutouts of them. And it was always, I think it was Washington was from the side. Jefferson was head on. I think, I think that's the way it used to be. I must have looked up at those guys and filling out tests and stuff. It's like, which one of them looks like they would be kinder and help me more if I had to pray to one of them? <laughs> yeah. Well, I've never heard of anybody praying to a... To a dead president. A dead president. But I suppose if they were present in the classroom, you know, their their presence would be there. And maybe they would help you out a little bit. But... Mm-hmm. I don't know. They got other stuff they're doing, right? Wait. So, who, but who was the who looks the kindest? Then? Kinder. You... Jefferson looked kinder. Okay. Well, George Washington had those wooden teeth, so he didn't want to smile. They were the hippo <laughs> bones and stuff like that. He had all sorts of other problems. Yeah. Okay. Remember they leached him to death? Did you know that? Kept putting leeches on him. More and more leeches. They're following the science. Um, all right. Continuing with our great tribute to presidents, I'm going online and finding. I just YouTube. Presidents, audio, cursing, and oh, all the good stuff comes up. I got LBJ. I sent over the Jacob. He's got to get that ready. Uh, Jefferson, just showing you Jefferson? how honorable. Not Jefferson. Okay. Uh, 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 Kennedy. Well, <laughs> Jefferson. Wow. That's a, that's a Ouija board president there. <laughs> I found, Felix found that on a giant record. Okay. Okay. Um these kids today, I'm telling you, with their ticket talks and their face tubes, um, they better look out. They post all sorts of stuff, but then when you – this is not a new story because then when you go to apply for a job, one of the things the employer does, they're like, oh, let's see what this person's like when they're not working here. 
I called my daughter. I said, Charlie, you apply for this job. This is a serious job. Get that crap off of Instagram. Get it off there. You'd look like you're in a, like every picture, you're in a Zima commercial. Um, she's like, a what? I was like, yeah, never mind. Clean it up. Yeah, good advice. Uh, because this you. is this is a this is a problem. And like you said, this isn't a new story, but the story uh, is about this girl named Allie uh, Drake. And she had 4,000 followers. And Allie is out there in terms of her emotions. She shares everything on TikTok. She talks about the fact that she's bipolar. She said some days she feels friendless. And she also wonders out loud on video whether or not her ex-boyfriend is thinking of her. So Allie's had some fairly dark moments uh, that have been posted to TikTok. So she wanted to be a part of this uh, water water skiing uh, team. And when they looked at it, when the coaches looked at her videos, they came back and said, "Eh, sorry, you're a little too negative. And this is complicated for kids because this is you, this is how they live their lives, right? I mean, they mm-hmm. live their lives on TikTok. They think they're being authentic. They think they're being honest, and they're looking for a group of people who can relate to them and can understand them. But there are colleges, potential employers, a lot of people looking at this saying, you're oversharing way too much, and you seem like you're kind of, I don't know, maybe maybe off a little bit. Yeah, maybe you've got some problems. Maybe we don't want people climbing up onto your shoulders after they kick off the water skis. They try to form the human pyramid. They don't want somebody that's down there all depressed. Sorry. Plus, the other thing is, like, what are you putting that stuff up there to to the world so they feel sorry for you? Oh, so no. I, I feel bad for myself. So I put it out there so that everybody can write, oh, I feel so sorry for you. Is that what they're doing? I don't think it's the i don't think it's for sympathy or pity i think what it is is it's it's for relatability so everybody has everybody has uh dark days they have sad days they have days when they don't they don't feel like anybody's on their side so tiktok is this way of connecting to people it is social media and so rather than calling a friend and saying man do i feel bad about this or i kind of miss my old boyfriend or whatever it is no they go on and make a video to their 4,000 quote-unquote friends so they can right. get the the hit of, I'm so sorry, you know, hang in there, honey, those types of reactions, those yeah. three- or four-word reactions, which I guess somehow makes them feel validated. Right. Well, maybe that's why you are depressed. Maybe that's why you do have anxiety, because you spend a good portion of your life con- trying to connect with people in the ether that really aren't there and aren't there to connect, can't make eye contact, can't really relate to you as a real human being, hear the inflections in your voice and really help you. Um, so you clean the stuff up because you you don't want it floating around because it can affect you. Do you remember this story? This is really awful. I think it happened about six, seven years ago. So the girl was a freshman in high school and she had just gotten her driver's permit and she did something like, hey, blank, she's in the N-word, uh, who's got their driver's license mm-hmm. or something? And she posted it. It just disappeared. But one of the kids that knew her held on to it because mm-hmm. he was going to make sure she would pay for that. So when the girl applied 
as a senior and got into, I think it was a school in Tennessee. It might have been Tennessee, somewhere in the South. She applied and got accepted to the school and got accepted to the cheerleading team, and her life was about to take off. That's when one of her fellow students said, Oh, not so fast, Missy. Because four years ago, when you were 15 and a half years old, you posted this. And then he sent it out, and the, the college was able to quickly get her, find her, send her a letter, and say, I'm sorry, but you will not be accepted at this university. And you will not be allowed to cheer on the team. And you can just find some other school that that knows that kids at 15 are incorrigible and unable to educate, although I thought that's what colleges were all about. Yeah, so there's an example of somebody you know, getting it, holding on to it. Just And when they ask the person, why did you really? Yeah, I saw it, but I thought I'm going to release this when, it can re- when she can really learn the most from it. Yeah, when she can learn the most about revenge, when she can learn the most about me getting back at her for whatever it is you really hate her for, because that's what that is. I mean, and and what are you? This is how kids connect to each other. It's how they communicate with each other. So you're going to have a hard time. It's almost like telling someone, "Be careful what you say on the phone." We we don't would not say that to. Gen, Gen Z's, uh, obviously, but be careful because everything you say is being recorded and yeah. somebody could play that recording back to you. That what college advisors and other people are recommending is don't, when you're in the market for whatever it is, sports team, college admission, job, whatever, you need to start thinking about that years before you go through the process and don't put anything on TikTok you wouldn't show to your grandparents. Mm-hmm. And they say the difference is that, yes, did we do stuff in college and in high school that was idiotic and regrettable? Absolutely. Yeah. But nobody recorded it. So there's no, there's no evidence, right? We got away right. with it. That's the difference. You got to realize that people are watching and judging you all the time. And it's ironic because a lot of these kids are doing this because they, they feel like they can not be judged if they're on TikTok. They feel like everyone's going to be surrounding them and supporting them. doesn't really happen that way. Yep. Something you would like to admit that you've done that was not videotaped, but you know that would destroy your career as it is today, Sherry. <laughs> oh, yeah. Let me, sure. Let me just tell you what that is right now. <laughs> no. Okay, no. There's nothing ahead. I'm going to tell you. No, no, we're it's, with you. Go ahead. Oh, oh okay. Okay, no, I'm I'm uh, I'm going to actually record myself uh, confessing to s- certain things, Te- and I'll teeny, post teeny, it. Teeny, 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 wants you to go ahead. Teeny said yes. Go ahead, go ahead. Teeny's Teeny's with you as well. I'm with you. Jacob's with you. You can you, you're safe now because you have a job. There's nothing bad can happen to you now. Okay, well, thank you so much. I'm going to think about it, and I okay. will definitely get back to you. Maybe I'll just make a little video and send it to you, and then you can post it and uh, destroy me in front of everyone. I'll wait. I'll wait till you can really learn from it. All right. Uh, Our President's Day celebration continues here. The John Curley, Sherry Elliker Show, along with, who was it on? Who else came along with her? Vanna White? Uh, Yeah. And I can't remember. Smokey Robinson and Martin Van Buren.
still waiting for the video from you, Sherry. I just checked my phone. I sent you something else. Oh, I, I, let me look for that in a second. But first, uh, great moment since President's Day. This is a, a phone call where LBJ called a guy who makes pants, and he's ordering a pair of pants from a tailor because he enjoyed the last pair of pants he got, but he's making a few corrections. Great moments, and President of the United States, we're, we're celebrating all these guys. Here he is talking to this guy about making pants. Another thing, the crotch is always a little too tight. So when you make them up, give me an inch that I can let out there. Uh, because they cut me. It's just like riding a, a wire fence. These are almost these are the best that I've had anywhere in the United States. But uh, uh, when I gain a little weight, they cut me under there. So leave me. Uh, you never do have much margin there. But see if you can't leave me about an inch from the, where the zipper ends uh, <laughs> round uh, under my back to my bunghole. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. By the way, Jacob cut out the first part, which... The yeah. <laughs> About riding a wire fence? Well, what's what's on the wire fence? Wire? <laughs> no, 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 no. If you were sitting on the wire fence, what would be riding on the wire fence? Oh. You had to cut that part out. Mm. Yeah, okay. Um... <laughs> we'll have more of those famous great moments for you from all of our great presidents. Uh-oh. Oh, no. Half of Americans' kids don't eat a daily don't eat a daily vegetable. Um, oh, no. Is this from the – oh, the CDC put this out. Oh, boy, oh, boy. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then when we did the pre-show meeting like last week, I think it was Tuesday or whatever day we were supposed to do this story, why we buried this big story from the CDC – both of you admitted that you hadn't had a vegetable in a long time. And then Jacob admitted, you know, sheepishly. And then he, after he finished, we all felt sort of sad. I don't know why. Um, but do, do carrots count? Because I <laughs> ate a carrot. And then well, that took see, four minutes of the two of you talking about carrots counting or not. <laughs> he gads. Well, I think the conversation was more whether or not he ate like a whole carrot, like yeah. Bugs Bunny, or if he ate like carrots in a salad but then again if he was eating carrots in a salad then he would have had several vegetables so uh, we were trying to determine what the carrot was it was baby carrots baby i'm glad carrots. we're repeating okay. all of this because it was very boring in the pre-show meeting and now we're doing it on air oh oh, oh 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 <laughs> mr mr let's talk about the cdc and kids not getting enough vegetables yes well, the CDC has interviewed 18,000 people. They got 18,000 responses to this, and they found mm-hmm. that half of kids, young kids, that's between one and five years old, are not getting a daily vegetable. Um, 32% indicated that they didn't consume a daily fruit either, and 57% said that they had consumed a sugary drink. Now, some of this changes depending on the state that you live in. For instance, only 30% of kids didn't eat a daily vegetable in Vermont versus 64% did not in Louisiana. In Maine, okay. 40%. My, my dogs my dogs are responding by falling asleep and barking. Thing okay. Here again is the president ordering tight. pants. Okay. So when you make them up, give me a inch that I can let out there. Uh, Sherry, Sherry, stop. I know not many people are listening because it's a holiday. But do we really want to go on about the CDC and how many vegetables the kids eat? 
<laughs> I'm just doing my part. <laughs> just, just throwing it out there with the facts. You are free to do whatever you want with the information. I'm just telling you what it is. That's I all I do. It. All right. Here is uh, the other great moment from American presidents. You just sent me this. William Howard Taft, the 27th president, reportedly sat down one day for a nice long bath. He got hopelessly stuck and needed six men to free him. Taft weighed 340 pounds. Given his large size, the story isn't totally implausible. <laughs> They're la- that's the dogs laughing at the idea of this giant man being large pulled man. out of a bathtub okay, by guys, six other men. Guys. Sherry's finished with the... With the- Guys, Lou, Lily, she's finished with the CDC. I'm still, still upset about it. <laughs> I, I apologize deeply. <laughs>